0: Hi guys, welcome back to the Weekly Lift podcast. I am Lucy Matthews and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you live a healthier and happier life physically as well as mentally in a way that is realistic and most of all sustainable long-term. I am on a mission to humanise the female fitness industry and I'm excited that you are here with me on this journey. Hi guys and welcome back to another podcast. I think I'm going to have to change that intro really soon because... Soon, I'm going to be Lucy Evans, not Lucy Matthews, which is the weirdest thing in the world. But I get married three weeks today. And let me tell you, the wedding right now is real. Um, If you've planned a wedding, you'll know that like the start of it is just crazy finding all the suppliers. And then you kind of go through this little bit of a dip where everything goes quiet. And then it kind of ramps up the month before and everyone needs their final payments and all the bits and bobs need doing, and I'm not going to lie. I'm actually loving the wedding planning. People say it's stressful, but for me, it hasn't been stressful. It's been a really, really nice distraction from work and just general life recently. Um, don't get me wrong; like there have been times where I could have done without it, but I'm really trying to just enjoy it because I'm only planning on doing it once, and yeah I just want to soak up and enjoy every part of it even the stressful bits. You'll also know from my Instagram stories at the beginning of the week that I just wasn't really feeling myself at the moment Um, and I do think that's because I have a lot on. Um, I have you know work to think about and the wedding to think about and just general life and a few kind of personal issues as well that I've had but this week I've really made a conscious effort to like get myself back to where I you know to a place where I'm feeling good and I've got myself back into a routine um with my CrossFit sessions making sure that I make a conscious effort to get my 10k steps in a day and continue obviously eating well and Honestly, by the end of the week, I feel like a weight has been lifted. Like It hasn't taken away every single issue that I've had, but it makes me kind of better equipped to deal with them when I'm looking after myself. Um, and this kind of leads nicely into this week's podcast because on Monday, it was World Mental Health Day or Mental Health Awareness Day. And um, mental health is obviously something that's really important to me because it's actually... The main reason I got into fitness in the first place. Um, and if you listen to the first podcast I ever did, The Face Behind Lift, you'll know kind of a bit more detail behind that. So it's really important that I recognize the day. Um, I give, you know, tips and advice on how you can improve or manage your mental health, um, especially through diet and exercise, because, you know, that's the one thing that we hear a lot. And It's so underestimated and people just think that people are saying it for fun, I think. But honestly, like when you are looking after yourself, you realise what an impact it does have on your mental health. And not necessarily even when you are doing it, but when you're not doing it and when you're neglecting yourself, you realise the impact that it actually does have. So before I start, when I refer to mental health, I really want to be clear on what I'm referring to because... I do think that the word mental health gets thrown around quite a lot like recently and that's fine but I do want to say like there is a difference between mental health and mental illness and I do think like they are sometimes interchanged but they do differ in meaning so mental health obviously just refers to anyone's state of mental emotional well-being whereas mental illness is like a diagnosed c- Diagnose condition from the doctor um, that you might be getting treatment for, and that's going to affect things like your thoughts and your behaviors. And in this podcast, I really want to talk about how you can improve your mental health because I'm not a doctor, I can't diagnose mental illness or you know, even help with that, but I can give some tips to manage your mental health. And this is based on my own experiences, but also the last couple of years just working with hundreds of women on their goals but most of all their mindset because one of the things that i feel like i differentiate myself is in when it comes to my coaching is the mindset piece because you can give someone the calories you can give someone the workout plan but If they don't do the work on their mindset or you don't help them to improve their mindset towards living a healthy lifestyle, then you're probably not going to get anywhere. And one of the main places that I've seen people's mental health fall down is by having lack of boundaries. And this is something in the last year I have really worked on myself. Um, So today I want to kind of talk about how you can set better boundaries. And even if you take kind of one Um, one thing away from this and you implement that into your life and it makes you feel better within yourself, then I have done my job. So I want to take you back to maybe January this year. Um, I was struggling really bad with anxiety Um, and I say that in the sense that I constantly felt on edge. I felt like someone was sat on my chest just all the time Um, I wasn't sleeping and generally just felt so tense about everything around me. Now, I just had a couple of big moves. So I moved house in the December, it was then Christmas. And um, on top of that, January in the fitness industry is the busiest time of year. And I had the most clients that I've ever had because of course your business grows and each year you generally do get bigger and better. Now, obviously these are all really positive things and I will forever be grateful for my business being busy um, and to have family around me and to be in a position to even move house. But sometimes it can get a bit much if you don't have boundaries in place, because as human beings, we can only take on so much. So in January, I actually did seek um, some therapy um, or counseling, I don't really know how you would describe it, but it was with a lovely lady and um, I actually went to talk to her about some anxiety I had um, personally, but when I was speaking to her, it actually transpired that I was also feeling a lot of anxiety around my lack of boundaries within my business. Um, And I had a lot of realizations in those sessions as to where the anxiety was actually coming from. And she described it really well. And it's kind of always stuck with me. So everybody has a stress bucket. And in that bucket, most people's stress bucket are always is always like half full um and that will be with things like your house your bills your kids um there'll always be an element of that stress bucket that's full but when you have too much on your plate the bucket becomes fuller and fuller like with water let's say um and the minute one thing happens that might throw you off course, your stress bucket will overflow. So, you always want to be in a situation where your stress bucket is kind of half full, so that when you add to that stress, you're not overflowing or overspilling to a point that it's become unmanageable. And the second way she described it was like a switch. Now, <laughs> I do, this is definitely not how she completely described it, but this is how I remember it. So we have like a switch in our brains, and when we're stressed, like that switch turns on, which will send like a feeling into our body sometimes. And when that switch has been on for too long, that stress switch, um, sometimes it can become stuck on, which is why you have that physical feeling within your body, um. And if you don't take time to turn that switch off occasionally, then the switch will become stuck. And it doesn't mean you can't ever turn it off, but it means you need to be mindful of the fact that you were turning off that switch. And just by her describing those two things to me, it really opened my eyes to the fact that I never let myself be off or relax. And particularly in a work environment at this point in time, I didn't, um, and I know it's something that a lot of my own clients struggle with and it might not just be work, like it might be anything in life that you stress about or that you have responsibilities for. So we kind of went through ways that I could improve my own boundaries and make sure that I was having time where that stress switch was switched off. And just a little side note, like don't ever be afraid to reach out for help if you need it. Like, I talked to Louis, my fiance, um, about a lot of things, but I also worked with him 24 hours a day. Like, I don't, we don't work together, but we both work from home. Um, he's also my partner, like, he's also my best friend. And, you know, in my eyes, like, they should get the best of you, not the worst of you. And don't get me wrong, they have to be in it for the bad times as well, but, Equally, it was just nice to speak to someone that was completely, uh, biased. No, not biased. That's not the word. Unbiased. Um, and just didn't know me really without that emotional tie. So yeah, like definitely if you are struggling with your mental health and it doesn't have to be a mental illness, sometimes it is just good to go and talk it out with someone who is experienced um, in their field. And it's the same, like, as what I say with coaching, like you, you know, you wouldn't get, you wouldn't try and fix your toilet yourself. I mean, you might, but if it was a really bad problem, you wouldn't try and fix your toilet yourself. So you would get a plumber. So the same with a coach, like if you were trying to lose weight in my eyes, you would seek help from an expert. And it's the same with your mental health. Like you seek help from someone who knows what they're talking about. So these are some of the things that I put in place for myself and I have found have really helped ensure that that stress switch has turned off and don't get me wrong I have to remind myself of them like occasionally throughout this last 10 months but on the whole I feel so much better within myself than what I ever have done Um, and in turn that means I can show up better I am a better coach. I'm a better partner. I'm a better friend because my mind isn't elsewhere when I'm trying, like when I'm in the moment trying to do one thing. So, the first thing that um, I implemented is kind of one method of communication. So, I was sometimes getting really bogged down with Instagram messages, trainerized messages, emails, WhatsApps, um, telephone calls. Whatever way people could contact me, there was always a message to reply to on some form or another. Now, don't get me wrong; like I appreciate that not everyone's going to be able to contact you in in one way. But for example, I now have my clients contact me on Trainerize, and that's where I keep it because. Otherwise I have WhatsApps on my business phone to reply to, WhatsApps on my personal phone to reply to, Instagram messages and it all becomes very disorganized and sometimes I would miss messages or worry I was missing messages and I'd constantly, I'd be spending like an hour in the morning just replying to people. So in terms of work, I put everyone in one place in terms of communication and if you have a question, that's where you ask it. Um, And then same with um, WhatsApp notifications from friends. Like I have quite a few friends that I don't um, like live near. Um, So I will, you know, constant, not constantly, but I will text those, WhatsApp those people quite a lot. Um, And I was getting to the point where I was like WhatsApping throughout the day, constantly feeling like I had to reply to messages. And it was just, so unproductive because I'd constantly be getting distracted by my phone and it would actually feel like a chore having to reply rather than actually wanting to reply. So I now set myself a window in the morning where I reply to messages between a certain time. So my clients will message me maybe the night before, you know, say like 9pm and I always reply first thing in the morning Um, And then I do the same with my WhatsApp messages. Like if it doesn't need a response there and then, and it can wait, then I will give myself a window to reply to messages in the morning and the afternoon. And what that does is it allows me to focus in those hours in between those windows. And it also means that when I do reply, that's my time dedicated to replying. And, you know, I, I want to, you know, and I can give a good quality response. I also hate voice notes in terms of, with friends. Um, And I didn't actually realize I hated voice notes until I started doing them. And I, don't get me wrong, sometimes they're really convenient and, you know, it definitely makes sense to do a voice note. But I was, you know, I was spending 10 minutes of my day listening to voice note after voice note and then having to reply and then doing more voice notes. And I was like, this just isn't, Working and then I wouldn't reply and then I would feel like a bad friend. So I Basically, just told my friends that if they want, if they want, if we want to chat, like WhatsApp me, don't voice note me because I will, you're much more likely to get a response. Now, that might sound rude and it might sound like how rude, like your friends are being nice to you and you're telling them to WhatsApp you instead of voice note, but you have to do what is best for you and your sanity. And for me, like I wasn't listening to voice notes because I didn't have the time to sit for 10 minutes and listen, but equally, I felt like a bad friend if I didn't reply. So putting that boundary in place in terms of what method of communication you prefer can be a game changer. Secondly, have a really clear expectation of what you do or really clear idea of what you do versus what you're expected to do. And I think I I see this a lot with clients in my job, like they get paid for to do X amount. And, you know, sometimes you always want to go a little bit above and beyond, which is fine. And you shouldn't just do the bare minimum. I do think sometimes you should kind of uh, under promise and over deliver. Um, but that being said, the more you give, the more people take and, you know, the more people start to push your boundaries. Um, and, Uh, this sounds stupid, but the one thing that I can think of is uh, I had a client, we're not working together anymore, who asked for a new, a change up of her workout plan three days before she was due to leave because she was about to join the gym. My clients pay me for an eight week training program. And I obviously fulfill that. I'm happy to make adjustments to it. Um, and Completely like make it personal to their life. Let me just make that clear. But when someone's leaving three days before they're due to finish asking for a new complete workout plan, to me that wasn't okay because that's not what I advertise as included in my service. And old me would have wrote that plan. I would have been like, oh yeah, I'll do a nice thing. I don't want them to think that, you know, they're leaving and I'm not bothered about, you know, them afterwards because of course I am. But you have to be clear on what you are paid to do versus what you actually do. And sometimes if you're not clear on that, you fall into a trap of actually giving too much and doing too much. And it's at the expense of yourself because You know, you might be making that person happy, but you're not making yourself happy because you don't have the self-respect for yourself because you're giving away too much of yourself. You know, if I had wrote that plan, that would have taken away from maybe a client that needed me in that moment that was paying for the service, for example. Or, you know, I would have ended up staying at work an extra hour and I wouldn't have spent time with Louie like I wanted to that evening, you know? There's always a trade-off for the more you give and you just want to be making sure that you're putting your effort and, you know, your energy into the right places. And If you end up giving too much or you do something that you don't feel good about, then all you'll end up doing is resenting what you're doing and resenting yourself for doing it. The third thing is giving yourself a worry window. So I used to be such a worrier and don't get me wrong, sometimes I am still a worrier, um, but I would overthink everything and... I decided to try giving myself a worry window. So it would be like, right, I'm not going to worry about that right now, but I am going to worry about it between the hours of six and seven tonight. And that will be when I sit down and I worry, or I think about what I'm going to do about it. Um, And what that does is, is it, it's not dismissing the worry, but it helps you distract yourself in the moment so that you don't spend any extra time worrying about something. Um, And when you get to that worry window, you probably don't want to worry about it at that point anyway. So it doesn't necessarily take the worry away, but it definitely, um, it definitely like reduces the time you spend worrying so that you can put your energy and your efforts elsewhere and then the last thing i did was setting myself a limit of what i do at the weekends so I was getting to the point where I was booking myself so much up at weekends that I wasn't looking forward to what I was actually doing and these were good things that I was doing but because I was so busy in work and then busy at the weekends, it felt like the things that I like wanted to do had become a chore because all I wanted to do was just sit and do nothing because I was so tired from the week. Um, and it also came around to Monday and I didn't feel like I had rested or relaxed or Got myself to a point where I, you know, was excited to go back to work. So I set myself a rule that if we were doing something on the Saturday night, I wouldn't do something on the Friday night. And of course there is exceptions to this, like that doesn't always happen, but I wouldn't book myself up Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, Saturday night and Sunday, because I never got time to turn that off switch off. So setting yourself like a limit of like one or two things over the weekend um, and make sure you give yourself space in between those events so that you're not just kind of running from one thing to the next. You know, me and Louis are both really family orientated, like we have a good group of friends, which means we do often have quite a busy social schedule um, but sometimes that social schedule becomes at the expense of your own health and well-being and things get sacrificed because you're you know constantly busy. And it means that when you are busy, you can't give yourself to that person or that moment because you're constantly thinking, right, I need to get to the next thing or, okay, I need to make sure I leave in time to get to the next thing or whatever that may be. But you're constantly just putting yourself under stress and worry. So make sure you're giving yourself downtime, time to relax on your days off um, and respect your boundary of that you're off so you're not gonna work but it also means you don't have to socialize every second of the day either. Sometimes it's just nice to wake up and do something go with the day and do what you feel like doing rather than constantly having plans set out for you or things places you need to be because the weekends were just becoming like a big long weekend to-do list opposed to a week to-do list as well so make sure you're giving yourself a day or at least a period of time where you just can go off how you're feeling and have some me time and then the last thing is surround yourself with positive people that support you and don't bring neggy vibes to the table um sometimes with boundaries like you can think because you've been friends with someone for a long period of time or you've they're a family member that it gives you them the right to treat you like crap or to test your boundaries or push your boundaries and It's the same with, like, um, my job. I get a lot of people ask for, like, free advice or, you know, when I'm out for a dinner, I get people asking me how they can lose weight. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm more than happy to help and I'm more than happy to support, but there also are times when I just want to go out and enjoy my meal and not speak about calories and not speak about how that person can tone up. Um, So respecting yourself enough to think just because someone is a close family or friend, like it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to give them stuff or you have to give them a bit of you or you have to do anything that you're uncomfortable with doing. So yeah, that is five things that I have definitely put in place in the last nearly a year now. And like I said, it genuinely has been a game changer. Um, It's freed up more energy to give to my own health and wellbeing goals. Um, It's made me a nicer person to be around because I'm not constantly stressed. I've been much more present in the moment because I am not constantly thinking about the next thing. That feeling of dread and constant stress has gone. Um, I, you know, I do still get it occasionally, but definitely not like I did where I was just constantly living in this state of anxiety. Um, and yeah, it has helped so, so much. So if you take anything away from this podcast, write down what's stressing you out and write down one or two things that you're going to put in place to ease that um, well, ease those worries and those stresses up because I guarantee you if you create some space to get rid of the other stresses and worries it will give you you know time and energy to put into yourself uh, or you know something that you actually want to work towards and one thing that I have forgotten to mention which I definitely think is worth mentioning is before you start work in the morning, make sure you at least do something for yourself. And that might just be sitting down and having a cup of tea. It might be making yourself a nice breakfast. It might be going to the gym and getting a workout in. But for me, I started early morning workouts back in January. And it was hard to get myself into the routine. But what it did was it gave me that hour to myself before the chaos of the day began. And honestly, it was it's been a game changer because I then don't feel like I'm giving so much of myself to others before I've taken that time for myself. And I guess I'm going to end this podcast on one of my favorite sayings this year, which is you can't fill up other people's cups if your own cup is empty. So always make sure that your own cup is filled up first so that you can show up for everybody else. Um. So I hope you found this podcast helpful. If you have, please let me know it does me a huge, huge favor if you share it on Instagram, because to be honest, like I am trying to grow the podcast. I do want to reach and help as many people as possible. And I do that by you guys sharing it, talking about it, recommending it. Um, and I absolutely love to see it. So if you have found this helpful, please do me a favor and share it on your Instagram, your Facebook with a friend. Um, And equally, if you do want to have a chat about mental health or boundaries or anything that you found helpful within this podcast, please pop me a DM. My Instagram is liftbylucyvictoria. Um, And lastly, I have one space left to work with me one-to-one for 2022. Um, So I've popped the details of that in the show notes down below. Um, And if you are ready to change your life and you want a realistic and sustainable approach with someone who genuinely cares about getting you the results, then please get in touch. Um, I hope you all have fabulous days and I will speak to you soon.